0: Base, you'll have Ke'Bryan Hayes. In center field, you'll have Brian Reynolds, and you can do this pretty much around the diamond for the Pirates. There's either one player or, frighteningly enough, no players at a given position other than middle infield. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're in too. Football and or hockey. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Operating under the presumption that O'Neill Cruz will stay at shortstop, you can then safely move into the territory of debating who will be the second baseman next to him. And there are any number of candidates there. Kevin Newman would be the front-runner, but Cole Tucker is there. Michael Chavis is there. Hoy Park, don't forget about Hoy Park. He's there as well. And before long, you're going to be looking at Leo Verpagero coming up. You're going to be looking at Nick Gonzalez, who really should be, and better be, the second baseman of the future in this organization. But there's... I don't want to call it depth because that's overstating what we've seen offensively from these players. My belief is that the bat will play. But my further belief is that the bat won't be there. So it becomes really convoluted, not necessarily in the best way. But let's start for this discussion by focusing on Cruz. I've gone in my own head back and forth about the merits of a six foot seven shortstop. When you watch him, it looks awkward. It feels awkward until you see a ground ball hit to him. And then you go, Oh, I had a scout, an American league scout. This was in the Final month of the regular season, he was at PNC Park. Guy I've known for a long time and learned to trust. Tell me that he'd just gotten done watching Cruz in the minors. And his assessment was that he can stay there, he can play shortstop. And his further assessment was that if the Pirates move him, they're out of their minds. And I've heard this expressed a lot of different ways, including by Ben Charrington, where he acknowledges the same thing that this scout would say upon elaborating, that if you can have yourself a big power bat at that position, it sets up your lineup pretty nicely because you should be able to underscore should find power at other corner positions, corner outfield, first base, third base, DH when that comes around. So why would you not want it at short if you can have it? Taking that further, why would you take Cruz in his current circumstance, which is the same as that of almost every baseball prospect, knowing that they've missed so much development time, knowing that they've had so much of their baseball and personal lives put on hold for such a long period, and then bring him into Bradenton after he had already the breakout season that you wanted to see him have in the minors and make it up to PNC Park for that final weekend and show a little something while he was there, why would you then want him to show up in mid-February and say, hey, want to try some outfield?" Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you have already done that? Because if he goes to the outfield and he's had a little bit of experience there, not much. He's been put there on occasion. He's shagged some flies and so forth. But he's not, by any stretch of the imagination, an experienced outfielder. So you'd be throwing something else on him when he hasn't really failed at his existing position. He has, for anybody who doesn't know this, not just the best power bat in the system and one of the best in all of the minor leagues. He has the strongest arm. Those of you who've seen him know what I'm talking about here. What he throws across the infield can compensate for a lot else. And to repeat, there's not much there that needs compensation. So I'm starting to lean more in the shortstop direction. So if you have him there, now you got to figure out the rest. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. There's no small amount of pride that's taken by Derek Shelton and his coaches and the management over their heads. By how the Pirates performed defensively at the big league level in 2021. They were one of the best teams in the majors at glove work. And a big part of the reason for that was the reliability of Newman. No, he's not the flashiest guy. He's not going to make it onto sports centers, web gems, or that sort of thing all that often. But he got a lot better in terms of going into the hole. He got a lot better in a lot of different areas just because of how hard he works. That said, he also had one of the weakest bats in the majors. I'm using the term weakest on purpose because he had some of the softest contact of any regular player on any team. And that's an even bigger concern than any of the conventional stats that you could apply to him, you know, good or bad. If you're not hitting the ball hard, you're not going to succeed. So the question that comes into play, mostly for Shelton, but to some extent organizationally, is do you want to have an extra measure of defense in that infield? If so, at what cost? Do you want to basically assign Tucker a role in which he's a super utility guy since they tried him in the outfield and bounce him all over the place and hope that he can find something in his bat? Do you want to hope that Chavis, who definitely has shown a bat over the years at various levels, can do that? Enough in Pittsburgh that he could hold down the second base job on a semi regular basis. That's. Look, the number one thing I think of here when this sets up like this might be the same, might be the same thing that you're thinking, which is who cares? Because at some point in the fairly near future, Gonzalez is going to be here. Gonzalez will play second base. Higuero could also come along, and if and when he does, that would force yet another element into the discussion about shortstop. But Gonzalez is definitely on his way, so you could look at these second basemen, or potential second basemen that I've lined up here, and just give it a blanket, who cares? But I can't sit here and tell you that 2022 should matter to the Pirates and then tell you that who plays second base for them shouldn't matter. Uh, My own feeling, and I don't know that this will be shared by management, is I want to see bats. I want to see bats on the field. Um, It's nice to see a team wearing black and gold in the majors, catching everything. It's nice to see them not embarrassing themselves, although obviously there were a couple of isolated circumstances that got all kinds of headlines and probably more than made up for the lack of embarrassment from their defense overall. It's nice to see it. It's nice to see a team look good fundamentally. It's also way nicer to see them hit, and the advanced analytics will powerfully support that it's more important to hit than it is to catch the ball. And as such, here's hoping that somebody, somebody can step up and hit the ball. Whoever that is, take a glove and go out to second base. When we come back, just one question. it's time for just one question and today's comes from Bob Elliott who asks I'm glad you brought up the dismissal of Joey Cora DK although a popular move among fans his third base coaching was just a portion of what he did for the Pirates his work with the infielders must not have been very highly regarded by Derek Shelton or Ben Charrington for some reason Doesn't make a lot of sense why they couldn't have kept him on the staff as the infielder's coach. Was there something else about him that got him into hot water with management? Bob, by every account, every conceivable account, no. No, this uh, individual is uh, a model citizen in both the baseball and the personal senses. So I, I would throw that one Way out. I definitely would have picked up on at least a whisper of something had that been the case. Understand that when a new front office and a new field manager and everything else comes into the mix, they're going to keep some people, but history will show that those people won't hang around. Uh, They're wise to keep their resumes updated. You will always see people want to uh, bring in their own hires at some stage of the game. They just might not be ready at that time. The person they might want might not be available in that moment. So they'll just hang on. They'll be patient. They won't show any signs of, hey, we're not committed to you or anything else. And just see how it goes until the contract is up. Joey Cora is about as old school as you get, and I don't say that in any remotely negative way. I have no doubt, because I saw it with my own eyes, that he had an awful lot to do with the Pirates' defensive work in the infield. He worked with them hand-to-hand. He was right in their faces before every game. He was the one doing the talking. Yes, when I brought this up with Shelton in our meeting last week at PNC Park, it's true that Don Kelly and Mike Rebello were designing some of the practices and so forth. And that does matter. But that's not the same as this kind of instruction. I reserve the right to be skeptical about this move. Now, Don Kelly... Knows about playing infield. Don Kelly played every position on the diamond, if you know anything about Donnie's career. Mount Lebanon's Zone. But that doesn't mean that he's going to be good at instructing it. Those who can do can't always teach. and We'll see how that goes. But I, I would not attach anything negative to Joey Cora or his departure other than to underscore that he and Rick Eckstein were the people who were held over from the previous administration. Oh, and by the way, he and Rick Eckstein are both now out of the organization. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. Let's do another one tomorrow.